What's up, nerds? And welcome to the eighth episode of Something Challenge Related. What am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. Today, we're going to break down episode eight of the Challenge Double Agents, A Muddy Matter. I'll cover the classic pole wrestle elimination being baked into a daily challenge, Cam and Kyle's scheming, and a dismal elimination showing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> As a reminder, there will be spoilers ahead, and with that, let's dive right in. Back in the house, got my skull, got my girl. We have our ticket to the final. Now, we still have a lot of work to do, but I can honestly say for the first time in this game, I'm happy. We kick off this episode with Leroy returning triumphantly with his gold skull. Him, Cam, and Nani are celebrating, and y'all, if Burning Man Murphy, or whatever the production company is called, does not let all three of them win this season, I am scrapping. Catch me on Rivals 10 with TJ as my partner. <laughs> Cam and Leroy also talk about trying to pit a strong woman like Casey or Lolo against Teresa to get her out, but want to wait until it's a confirmed girl's day. And they're going to use having a girl rogue agent as their barometer. Cam's mind, next level. We also continue to see some fractures in Lolo and Nam's partnership. I feel like production is really focusing on this for some reason, so I'd imagine it's going to have some implications for the coming episodes. Maybe one of them's going to try to switch partners, or they're going to fight or hook up. Stay tuned. <laughs> CT also swoops in with some godfather wisdom, reminding them that they are two of the strongest competitors in the game, and just need to, for lack of a better word, chill. <laughs> we then transition to Michi, Devin, Leroy, Corey, and Kyle hypothesizing about the last men's skull. The general consensus is that unlike last season, Total Madness, when no one was really screwed over for not going into elimination, it felt like they had a hundred chances to earn one of those damn red skulls. <laughs> they think there's going to be some sort of purge this season. I hope so, I think there should be a consequence for just sitting on your ass and waiting. Corey wants to go in next, but Michi wants to wait to win a daily challenge, so I guess Michi won't be going in this season. Kyle also wants to orchestrate Fessy and Josh going against each other at some point. I understand that strategically, but this vendetta Kyle has against Fessy and Anissa is baffling to me. I mean, you wiped the floor with Joseph and earned the first gold skull for the men, and you're pressed about that? There are like 10 men left who haven't gotten to go in. Count yourself lucky. It seems the divisions this season are solidifying a little bit. You've got the rookie girls, the big brother alliance, and then just kind of everyone else. We do still have some floaters like Darrell and Teresa, so it will be interesting to see how people's allegiances continue to develop, or if they're going to try and play a dynamic game this whole season and kind of fluidly slide through alliances. We also get a glimpse of Josh having an itch to go into elimination and feeling more ready than ever before, for the 10th time. <laughs> he thinks he doesn't have respect on his name, and I can't imagine why he'd think that. I mean, he has a 0-3 elimination record, hasn't made it to a final, gets into a bad girls club fight once an episode. <laughs> Y'all, I am so mean to Josh. I really do like the guy. I think he has a big heart. I need, <laughs> I need to chill. We also get a glimpse of Amber B beginning to have her loyalties tested. Loyalties tested. <laughs> Developing authentic friendships with Gabby, Amber, M, and Big T, but riding with Big Brother, which I did not realize included her and Lolo until literally this episode. This is an interesting setup as we'll slide into the challenge itself. Nani throws the relic and I catch it. This is the dumbest but smartest thing that Nani could have done, and I'm so thankful that she did that. Today's challenge is called All Brawl and is broken down into three phases. Phase one is going to be played in same gender heats of five. Challengers are wading through calf-level muddy ice water to find an iconic challenge relic. That relic is two poles that intersect and make an X. You may recognize it from the X battle elimination in both seasons of Battle of the X's or Devon and Jenna's epic showdown in World of Worlds. 
First person from each of the four heats to swipe the relic and get out of the pit unscathed moves on to phase two. The first group is Lolo, Anissa, Big T, Cam, and Nani. Anytime there's a physical wrestling challenge, the first thing I wait for is Big T's commentary, and yet again, she delivered. Her ass over here trying to make it out to be a spa day. God, I love her. <laughs> so Nani is the first to find the relic, and in a moment of fiery passion, basically does an Irish jig to celebrate in the middle of the mud pit, which draws literally all the other ladies and all the competitors on the sidelines' attention. And it becomes, as the challenge name implies, an all brawl. Nani is a fiery competitor and is managing to withstand the barrage of attacks, but eventually Lolo seems to get her hands on it. Anissa decides to use this as an opportunity to sumo slam her into the ground, and y'all, I cackled. <laughs> so, Nani gets it back, and in a heat-of-the-moment decision, tosses the relic to Cam, who wins the first heat. I really think Nani did this on purpose. If she can't get out of the pit with it, it's just a good game move to get Cam in a power position, so she can give her an easy skull if she wants it. Cam has her skull, she doesn't need to go back in. Props to Nani. We also see Lolo's first real fight of the season with Anissa about the whole choking situation, and I'm excited to finally see the celebrity big brother Lolo everyone's been hyping up. This goes back and forth for a bit until we move on to the men. The first men's heat is Fessy, Josh, Kyle, Michi, and Nam. Nam finds the relic very early but learns from Nani's mistakes and hides his reaction. Fessy and Josh are like those cartoon security guys from The Incredibles and are patrolling the exit, but a fake out from Kyle in some miracle timing and Nam sees his opening and takes it, winning the second heat without an ounce of physical contact. The second women's heat is Teresa, Gabby, Amber M, Amber B, and Casey. The women are generally stacked across the board, but the first heat having Anissa, Nani, Lolo, and Cam feels a little unfair. Although let's not forget Casey played tackle women's football, everyone. Tackle. So Teresa finds the relic first and tries to play the same slick move that Nam did. But women are smarter than men and picked up on her antics and immediately came for her throat. <laughs> After a brief brawl, Gabby spots a moment of opportunity, yanks the relic from the gaggle of ladies, and rushes out of the pit, securing a win for the third heat. The last men's heat is CT, Leroy, Devin, Corey, and Durrell. Again, with men being dumb, CT pulls the same trick Nam pulls and manages to swipe the relic without any contact. Phase 2 is a 1v1 battle, guys against guys and girls against girls. That leaves Nam versus CT and Gabby versus Cam. I'll also take this moment to say I hadn't realized that a rookie hasn't won a daily challenge this whole season. We're set up for it to happen with Gabby and Nam both in the final heat, but damn, we're 8 episodes deep, so that's pretty wild. So the men go first, and damn, CT reminds us of the competitor he is. Him and Nam have an epic battle, but it isn't long before CT rips it out and makes it to the final phase. This is nice because we get the first taste of Nam's physicality. I'm a little surprised Nam didn't put up more of a fight. I'm going to chalk that up to him being a rookie, and CT having the experience, particularly with this kind of challenge. But, I mean, damn y'all, CT, he really showed up for this one, and I gotta give him props for that. For the women, I mean, Cam sweeps Gabby and makes quick work of the challenge. Moving on to the final phase as well. I wish Gabby had gone up against someone a little bit more comparable in strength, so we got a better idea of how she competes. Because, I mean, come on, Cam could have beaten me in this pole wrestle. She is a beast. So in phase three, TJ throws us a twist. Not only are Cam and CT competing, but their partners, Kyle and Big T, have to compete as well. Both partners have to win in order for the pair to win, and they'll go as long as it takes. And y'all, this might take a while. CT immediately realizes the implications. He may have to battle Kyle over and over again because the odds of Big T beating Cam are slim. Kyle also has a win against CT in a very similar elimination in War of the Worlds, but there was a third person, JP, who played a pretty significant factor in Kyle's win. In the ladies' matchup, it's about the same as Gabby versus Cam. Big T hangs on for a little bit, but to no avail as Cam rips away the relic. That means for the men, if CT wins, 
They're running it back, but if Kyle wins, then Cam and Kyle are this week's double agents. It's a close battle, but you can tell CT is holding back a little bit. Kyle does still have a strong showing. He is a very physical competitor and, again, is consistently underestimated. Do I think he would have beaten CT if this was, say, an elimination? Hell no. But he has the heart and strength, and that really showed here. Also, I have to give a shout-out to the editing team for Devin's take on this when he was doing kind of the, um, ventriloquism thing with CT's image. That was killing me. So Cam and Kyle are our new double agents as we slide into partying and politics. A lot of guys in the house look at Michi as like a weak target, and a lot of the females in the house look at me as a weak target, so I'm definitely feeling the heat this week. We basically find out right away that Amber M and Michi are targets right now for being perceivably layups. Lolo is starting to realize this game is a lot more than physical competition, the political and social elements are just as critical to long-term success, and I think she's starting to get a little frustrated with that. I think she's realizing that people are playing to win, and she needs to change up her strategy a little bit. I also feel like she's really just charging up, and we're going to see this ferocity unleashed in a challenge or an elimination, and I don't know about y'all, but I cannot wait for that moment. In the boogie igloo, we see a heartwarming scene between Big T and CT. I'm glad CT is being a supportive partner for Big T. We see so many toxic male-female partnerships, cough, Zach and Amanda, Zach and John A, Zach and, you get my point, where the male is whining up and down about their female partner, who is often outperforming them. So to see a strong example of a partnership who recognizes each other's strengths and weaknesses and work to better each other, we love to see it. Kyle's also doing some politicking, but even rookie Amber M sees through Kyle's snaky antics. Nani also talks about being underestimated as a competitor, and look, I will die by this. Nani is a fantastic female challenger. I really hope she gets her shot at the title this season. So it's the next morning, and Amber B's big brother starts to show. She is looking to side with the BB Alliance and target Amber M and Michi. In another hilariously awkward encounter, Amber M walks in on Amber B spilling this to Big T, and this is like the ninth time this has happened this season. Can't y'all find a room with a door or something? <laughs> that sets the stage for the next section, deliberation and voting. I guess I can start it off. I feel like um, at this point, I don't want to go down there. You know what I mean? You guys obviously going to vote the way you want to vote, but I'm not ready to go down. I don't want to go down yet. Obviously, there's two names going around this house, one of them being mine. Um, I spoke to my partner. We, are, we don't want to go in. Is that how it works now? I'm just, you know, not today, I don't feel like it. <laughs> I don't feel like one either then. <laughs> <laughs> Amber M and Michi kick off with a little speech about not wanting to go in and revealing that the other targets are Anissa and Fessy. This is obviously Kyle's doing, who is hellbent on this bizarre revenge scheme of his, but it's the first time Anissa and Fessy seem to be hearing about it. This deliberation is one of the quickest, with not a lot of discourse. I think people realize what's going on and already kind of have their minds made up about who they're going to vote for. We see the voting montage, then Cam and Kyle learning who's voted in. And for the first time this season, we don't get to see the sheer disrespect MTV has. Not showing us the votes in this economy? We learn from the votes declassified, and later in the episode, it is in fact Amber M and Michi voted in. The most notable vote to me is Amber B, who ended up snaking her sister in Amber Hood and voted her and Michi in. If Amber B turns on this rookie girl alliance, that is going to have some serious implications because they've actually been a pretty powerful force in this game somehow. I don't know how they've positioned themselves to really be in this kind of like swing vote situation, but they're doing a fantastic job. Anissa and Lolo also have an awkward makeup session, but it is really nice to see a moment of vulnerability from Lolo. People see her as this hyper-athlete, 
So to see that really humanizing moment was a cool glimpse into one of the season's most interesting rookies. After that, we get the green lights that send us into the crater. seen a grown man throw a ball in a more awkward way than Josh is continually. So this is the first time we as the viewers see that Amber M and Michi were chosen for the crater. Cam and Kyle decide instead of pissing off an enemy, they're going to send their friends Nani and Josh in in hopes of getting them a gold skull. I wish Anissa and Fessy had gotten voted in by the house because I would have loved to see where Cam and Kyle's vote would have gone in that direction. I don't know if they would have gone for Josh and Nani still, which would have been a little bit shady because Fessy's a beast and Anissa's won this elimination against Tori, who is a really strong female competitor. So that would have been some tea, but here we are. So we learn it's a men's elimination and they're competing in asset destruction. They made the challenge harder again, like last episode's elimination, Fire Escape, and Allie from the Rotten Bananas podcast said it best. It is bullshit they keep making the eliminations harder for the men. It delegitimizes the female competitors who have been consistently outperforming the men this season. And it's just so unnecessary. So this time, they kick it off with a sliding puzzle. Y'all, if I was on the challenge, this would be my worst nightmare. I don't even know where to begin with sliding puzzles. Maybe just crying? I don't know. So after that, they pull a heavy crate filled with medicine balls with a rope down a little metal track and at the end, it will tip and spill the balls onto the floor. They then have to toss these balls into a 5x5 five five grid, with only 7 of the 25 targets actually breakable. The first person to break all 7 targets wins the elimination. Y'all, this elimination. <laughs> so I'm actually really impressed with Josh's performance in the puzzle. He knocked it out so quickly, and also he pulled the crate pretty much with ease, but for some reason, the ball throwing part, y'all, y'all, He's tripping around, he's hitting the frame, Michi's trying to cheat off Josh, but it's a sliding puzzle, and that's just not how sliding puzzles work. If I were TJ, I would've sent them both home literally on the spot. So after what feels like hours, <laughs> Josh breaks his first target before Michi even finishes the puzzle, and then hits six more before Michi even finishes the puzzle, and wins the elimination, earning his first elimination win and the last men's gold skull of the season. I barely count this as a win. It definitely does count. Eliminations are intense, and a win is a win, but this was just hilarious, and exactly how I pictured Josh's first elimination win. Devin put it best when he said, you looked horrible doing it. Josh decides to stick it out with Nani, leaving Amber M as our first female rogue agent of the season. This is setting up next week for a women's elimination, and I think we will see the house officially coming after Teresa for blindsiding Cam a few episodes ago. This is going to be incredibly interesting, especially with Amber M immune. A lot of the women were targeting her because they see her as an easy skull. And so now that she's kind of off the table, it'll be interesting to see who they try to pit up against each other, especially if one of the women in the spotlight, like Teresa or Casey, ends up winning. Will they throw themselves in? Will they try to go after those already with skulls? I'm really excited to see how that unfolds. And now for the awards. For those of you new to the show, I give four awards every episode. Worst moment, best moment, quote from the goat, and player of the episode. Diving right in, the worst moment was the elimination showing. This was tough because I actually was having a hard time isolating a single worst moment from the episode. Not because the episode was fantastic or horrible, but it was pretty middle of the road. So I landed on the overall performance in the elimination, from Michi unable to complete the stupid cha-cha slide puzzle, to Josh tossing the balls like a third grader who was picked last in dodgeball all around a week showing. For best moment, I had to go with Lolo and Anissa's grounding conversation. 
I mentioned it before, but it's always nice to see these micro-interactions that show the humanity behind the challengers. This is a very intense experience, so to see a peek behind the curtain is always very grounding. I loved it, even though it was awkward, and it was a really cool um, side of Lolo we haven't seen yet. The best quote was Kyle mimicking Josh after the elimination win. I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, my neighbor's cat, I love you mittens. <laughs> and I really only picked this one because it made me laugh. And that rolls pretty nicely into player of the episode, um, who for me was Kyle. Kyle killed this episode, from his comedic commentary to his performance in the All Brawl Challenge. He proves time and time again his political and physical competency, and this episode was no different. He may be a snake, but he's a snake that slithers to the end time and time again. Honorable mention goes to Cam, who just absolutely bodied this All Brawl Challenge. I mean, that on top of getting one of her friends a gold skull. Excellent work, Cam. And Josh. I reluctantly have to give Josh honorable mention. It's his first elimination win in four seasons, and I'm happy for the guy. While I think this whole season has been epic, this episode isn't one of the standouts for me so far. It definitely gave some relevant backstory for what's to come, I think. And next episode is just going to be killer with a lot of the big-name female players coming after one another. So, until then! Take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future, alright?